Quarter past four, our time it is here on Sound Awake. That's the way love goes with uh, Janet Jackson is that song. So we get into our trending topics now, talking social media in the last 24 hours with Tiamo Malachi, our social commentator. How are you today, Tiamo? Good morning, Asanda. Midweek, just bracing the rest of the week at this point. Yes, yeah, a lovely one. Today it's not as windy as it was yesterday in Joburg, so it's not that cold, so I'm happy about that. Uh, let's talk hashtag ESCOM first. The uh, National Union of Mine Workers drawing up its wage demands. It's that time then when negotiation season kicks into gear. So what are they saying to, to ESCOM? Well, they want a 15% uh, wage hike. This is the same as three years ago. They also asked for 15%, but then they settled downward for 7%. They're asking for double housing benefits. I believe the housing benefit right now is 3500 They want that doubled to 7000 and there's a few other things to change certain regulations. For instance, to get family leave, it has to be direct family. So they wanted to also include uh, nieces, nephews, etc. Because they say it's more of a Western interpretation to only have direct family. So it's actually a, a wide variety of different claims. They also want car allowances uh, under the C-scheme allowance there, mm. which is at 6,000, just over. Now they want it raised to 10,000 rand. We know ESCOM is cash-stripped. Will this one be possible? Well, they always you know, start really high. Like I said, the 15% is also what they asked for three years ago. Uh, from the National Union of Mine Workers' perspective, it wouldn't make sense to have asked for 15% three years ago and then three years later you know, your initial asking is lower. So I do think the final deal will probably be a bit lower. They've got three sets of wage negotiations starting on the 4th of May, and these wage negotiations only end in June. So it will probably be lower by the time the negotiations end, but uh, ESCOM is in dire situations, as as you've mentioned. They're still trying to recover stolen money. They've still got massive debt. Um, but it probably won't be 15% by the end of negotiations. Mm. Okay, let's talk SASA now. Hashtag SASA. Uh, the agency has apologized to the public for a delay in grants. Of course, our president had uh, extended the time that the grants would be uh, given to people, the 350 rand, by another three months. So uh, the, the social relief grant uh, was delayed then to beneficiaries. Uh, what's happening? Well, the SASA spokesperson said the reason here was Going between the financial year, uh, you know, so March, April, this is the, the, the gap or the period between financial years. They said that there was some administrative issue because of that. It's not really clear why moving from one financial year to the next would delay payments. That might just be something they sucked out of their thumbs. Um, SASA's been historically bad at managing these sorts of payments. Um, but I think the tragedy of this entire situation is that a lot of people are relying on these three fifty, it's not even enough money already. But the fact that they won't have received it for about two months, basically, that's a tragedy. All right. Yeah. Well, and I guess they'll get the double payment then at the end of the month. Do you maybe foresee any problems with that double payment that end up it ends up being delayed also or just being one payment? Well, they said that it would be a double payment. They also said that it would be resolved. That's what the spokesperson from SASA has said. Uh, we can only believe them right now. We'll only see at the end of the month if that double payment will come through. This has happened before, and a double payment was issued. So if you look at historical precedents, there's no reason to doubt the double payment. It's just uh, what's actually going on in SASA. Their excuse seems a bit too convenient.
Let's take a break, Tiamo, because uh, we need to do that, and then we'll continue with our other topics uh, just now. Uh, we're talking to Tiamo Malachi, social commentator here on Sound Awake. Trending news right now. With uh, Tiamo Malachi, our social commentator here on Sound Awake. Hashtag Afrikaans now, Tiamo, is another trending topic. The DA MPs to host panel discussions on whether we can all learn in the mother tongue of Afrikaans. Now, this was uh, when the petition was launched to make Afrikaans equal to English at Stellenbosch University. Let's uh, unpack that. Uh, you know, Sandra, this just makes me sigh. Because do they really think no one can see what's going on here? That we can't see the visuals of the poster the context of the discussion. I mean, even Stanford University has called the Democratic Alliance out on misrepresenting what's going on at the institution. I mean, there's not much you can say here. It's just so obvious. I think everyone can see what's going on here. It's not a concern for mother tongue education. It's some sort of weird, abstract defense of Afrikaans, which is, uh, for many people, a privileged language when it comes to instruction and a language that excludes many other people. Uh, in the judgment you know, delivered in the UFS case, which went all the way up to the Constitutional Court, it was balancing two kinds of liberties, you know, this idea of mother tongue education, but then also equity. And he argued that if, if it compromises equity, you can't support this uh, privileging of Afghanistan. And I mean, that was a Constitutional Court judgment, and I don't think anything's changed since then. And the reason there was English was for, you know, those uh, black students who are not fluent in Afrikaans to mm. not feel marginalized and excluded. So if English is on an elevated status and the argument is that Afrikaans needs to be equal to that, is that different, obviously, from if they said English can still stay elevated and then Afrikaans can be one of the other languages? Well, that's, uh, I think, I'm not so sure about the specifics of what the Stanford University process looks like. But at the University of the Free State, that's what decision was taken. That's also what discussions at Northwest University have evolved around, having a primary language of instruction and then intermediary languages that are given in tutorials and additional support, etc. And if that's what's happening at Stellenbosch, I think that there's a lot of precedent for that. But back to this poster, this event, you know, it's happening today. I'm not really going to tune in, but I'm sure Twitter is going to update me on what's happened. It just seems like they're hiding behind a real policy discussion like you and I are having right now and just want to push some sort of misinformation, propaganda, whatever you want to call it, to support uh, this you know, idea that Afrikaans has been infringed upon. They even use the word banned. Afrikaans is being banned. Uh, it's just a misrepresentation. Let's push for our own languages as Africans. If anybody wants to push for their Africans, let us also push for our Kosa and Zulu and Setswanas and all of that. For me, that's how we, we, we respond. Instead of complaining about others pushing their languages, let's push our own. I, that's what I think. Mm. Anyway, let's that's move on. Idea. Yeah, I mean, we're all going to have this battle over and over and over again. Uh, we all have mother tongues and all of them are should be elevated. That's what I think. Uh, mm. Hashtag ready Tlabi. Uh, Let's move on to that. Social media was dragging her for defending Tokyo Sekwale. That, uh, that's the hashtag we were speaking of yesterday. The Tokyo Sekwale one. Uh, that interview. Oh. So social media was not happy with her utterances or, or typing what messages, I guess. We don't speak I on Twitter. I can't really <laughs> speak for what Tlabi was trying to do. I mean, she always does this approach where she tries to school all the other journalists on how to be journalists. But I think part of what people are upset about is this sort of 
telling journalists how to do their job. I mean, I, I read the tweet. I don't really follow her on Twitter, but I read her tweet and it said, here's your homework, the NCA, you know? So I think many people are probably just upset at the sort of trying to tell journalists how to be journalists approach it. But uh, we lost to the story. You know, the more I look at it, the more I think it becomes more and more dubious every day. If you read um, these letters that have gone out, rife with spelling errors, Sometimes they're addressing the president, sometimes they aren't addressing the president. You know, Sunday, if I spent the whole day going through these letters and uh, this uh, various documentation that's been released by all sorts of people, you'd find that the story just falls apart. You know, it, it yeah. just falls apart. So, well, that's where we end today. But uh, breaking news, as I'm sure you've seen the in the George Floyd case, Derek Chauvin, who has now been found guilty on all of his three charges that he was facing, mm-hmm. and he'll be in custody until he's sentenced. And uh, this three-week trial has come to this now, just uh, seeing that the brother is also speaking out and reacting to the verdict. What are your thoughts? I guess we'll, ch- we'll, we'll cover this tomorrow in detail, but what are your thoughts? Uh, it's obviously good that, for once, a police officer has been found guilty. It's only the eighth time this has happened since 2005. But it's not enough. There's too many Derek Chauvin. I mean, just as this result has been released, there was a 15-year-old girl who was uh, shot and died in Columbus, Ohio. You know, just, you know, once you're trying to get some semblance of justice in one area, injustice shows itself in another area. So I think uh, we're overstating the celebrations here, but it is obviously a good thing that this person was found guilty. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks so much again, uh, Tiamo. Chat tomorrow. Oh, I, 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 I might not be tomorrow. I hear oh, that. Oh, is it not uh, you tomorrow? Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We'll chat again. <laughs> All right, then. Bye. It's, uh, it's our social commentator talking social media trends in the last 24 hours.